It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Things just got really real with the NBA suspending its season because Rudy Gobert tested positive for coronavirus. John Corral is here at MassLive.com. This is a little more serious podcast because, I mean, this is a podcast that coming into the season, no one thought would be done. Who thought this was going to be where the season went? So there's a lot to kind of try to suss out as far as the NBA can't not canceled, postponed its season, put it on hold as they try to figure out what the hell they can do. And so I'll try to figure out, try to talk through some of this stuff. I've had three different podcasts planned for today. I had a, a regular podcast planned with Chuck McKenney. That, that didn't work. And I was going to do a podcast with Locked On Bucks. And in the middle of that podcast, the NBA took this action. Uh, it happened very rapidly. So nuts and bolts, if you, if you weren't paying attention, there was some confusion in Oklahoma City. You can see the tweets as they were coming down. The Jazz you know, weren't on the floor. People weren't on the floor. And, and, and somebody came running in and told the officials that something, and it turns out that something was that Rudy Gobert had tested positive for coronavirus. So the refs left. Uh, the fans were told the game has been postponed. They all left. The teams were sent back to the locker room. And as far as I know, as I'm recording this, uh, they might still be there. And this is 11 o'clock at night, 1130 at night. So it's, who knows how long that's going to happen. You know what I mean? Like that, that, those guys are kind of stuck for a while. So that happened. And then the NBA kind of immediately said, well, we're, we're just going to suspend the season. The games that are underway, the games that are in other other arenas are, are scheduled, they're going to go off, and we're going to suspend the season after that. But then the Kings and Pelicans sus- suspended their game, canceled their game, whatever it is, uh, because one of the refs worked a Utah game. And this, this works all the way back to Rudy Gobert was here five days ago, and that's kind of like kind of in the wheelhouse of when the the virus hits, when you can contract it, when you start feeling symptoms. So did he have it when he got here? Did he catch it here? Who who has it? Who was infected? How? I, I have no idea. I have no idea. But I don't know what my level of exposure is, to be honest with you. I, I didn't talk to Rudy Gobert. So I didn't have direct contact with Rudy Gobert. So that's good. Um, 
I did have direct contact with people who might have had direct contact with Rudy Gobert. Like, I do a Locked On Celtics podcast. Locked On Podcast Network. David Locke, the radio play-by-play guy, talks to players. I don't know if he talked to Rudy Gobert that day or when the last time he talked to Rudy Gobert directly. You don't always talk to all the players. I don't know. I don't know what that what happened. I talked to, after the game, me and a few other people, we got together with some of the Jazz reporters. The Jazz were in locker rooms, scrums, presumably with Rudy Gobert. I don't know. I, I don't I don't know. I, I have no idea. So that's concerning. I think I'm okay. And, I mean, certainly I feel fine. Um, but it's not about th- – this is never about, like, me. Well, first of all, I mean, I'm – I'm, as a, a Boston media member, kind of now sort of related to the story just because he was in Boston. But even if I'm, it's not about a person like me getting it. And Jalen Brown said this on his uh, Instagram live. I'm, and, and it's really not even about like, like Gobert ha- has it. He has it. But he's like 20 something years old, whatever he is. He's young, he's healthy. Like he, he's probably going to be like a little sick. And then be fine. Like nothing, this will not, This he'll shake this off no problem. But if it goes from him to someone else who might be healthy and kind of gets it and feels a little sick but it's fine, and then that person goes to someone who's not particularly healthy, then what? And that's that's what this is about. And I see people on my Twitter, and, and you know, this is how I interact. I talk about it all the time. There, there is some some indication of how people react by some of the things you hear on Twitter. And there, and there are people who are like, who cares? It's just like the flu. Or who cares? You'll be fine. And I'll be fine. But you know what? I and other people were at that game. And I and other reporters got on planes. And I went to Indy. And who knows? Like, who knows? So... We're all trying to navigate what happens here. And again, I, I, I think I'm I'm far enough removed where it's probably like I'm not the person that they should be worried about. But some of these other people who, you know, Rudy Gobert sitting there touching their recorders two days ago, like those people should be worried. Like that's that's something you should be worried about for sure. You know, so <laughs> um and part of this is just there's so much unknown that this is why this is why you you consider playing games without fans. This is why you do this stuff because it's not like you're panicking. It's that you want to be like, okay, how does a how does a virus stop spreading? Well, people need to like kind of take a couple of weeks and just not be around each other, you know. When you put 20,000 people in a building and everybody's like on top of one another and, you know, somebody says, ah, I just got a cold. So it's all done to kind of prevent things like that to spread whatever it is that somebody might have that's contagious. And so here we are. This has led us to this, where there's confusion in Oklahoma City. And as I say this, the tweets are coming out that, 
the the Jazz are still quarantined in Oklahoma City, and the so they're stuck there. the The NBA, I don't know what's going on with the Celtics. The I came back, so I went to India and I came back. Mass Live, we're not traveling anymore this regular season. We had already made that decision. We'd already decided. Like I had already um, canceled my trip to Memphis. Uh, Tom canceled his trip to, to Milwaukee and it's a good thing. Cause he would have probably been stuck there. Um, and we had already planned to not travel to some of these other, other games. So we started to kind of react to everything. So what's next? What happens here? Where, where are we? What, what can be done? What are the options? So I'm trying to figure that out after the break. NFL teams making bold final moves before the start of the season. From our local experts to your ears, these are the biggest stories on the Locked On Podcast Network. The Tennessee Titans have announced a one-year deal with linebacker Jadavion Clowney, reportedly worth $15 million. Tyler Rowland of Locked On Titans tells you if it's going to be enough to get Tennessee back to the AFC title game. In other moves around the league, the Miami Dolphins named Ryan Fitzpatrick starting quarterback, which means Tua will be back up for the time being. And the Detroit Lions have agreed to a one-year deal with running back Adrian Peterson. Peterson was released by the Washington football team last Friday. For more NFL news and analysis, subscribe to the new Peacock and Williamson NFL show and listen to a brand new lineup on Locked On NFL. They'll have division previews every day this week. Local experts on the biggest stories, it's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You're up to date on your favorite team, but what about the competition? Here we go! John Hollinger and Nate Duncan are evaluating every bubble contender on Hollinger and Duncan. Rejecting the screen goes behind the scenes with in-depth interviews and the Locked On NBA podcast is recapping games daily. Let the Locked On NBA Network of Podcasts take care of your NBA bubble scouting reports. Hollinger and Duncan, rejecting the screen, the Locked On NBA Podcast. Subscribe to the best trio of NBA podcasts on the planet, wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Celtics. Your daily Boston Celtics podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. So as we try to figure out exactly what's going on with the Gobert situation and and how that all went down, uh, where do we go? Where do we go from here? What what can be done with this season? And so you got to look at how long are, are are we looking at for recovery time. So is it 14 days if Gobert has it? So it let's let's say from and I apologize for not uh, knowing the exact time frame, but I think it's 5 days for from you know you kind of get it it manifests itself it presents itself 5 days later. So Gobert has this, you know, it's been five days. He could have gotten it in Boston. He could have gotten it 
on his way out of Boston, who knows? But let's let's work with that number. And I've seen two weeks of quarantine for the thing to work itself out. So if we start the five-day clock now and say players who are around Gobert, this is like today. You say five days from now. And then you add two weeks. So we're at March 11th. And so five days from now is March 16th. Two weeks from that is March 30th. The Celtics, between now and March 30th, have 10 games on the schedule. So I'm just guessing that the earliest we could be looking at the NBA returning is the five days from now when you say, okay, maybe somebody's gotten sick, plus the 14, Gobert is sick. So you get that. I'm looking at 10 games being blown out. Now, meanwhile, there are eight games after that in April. There is, I think, a possibility, a possibility. And you hear different reports. I don't know. Right now, this is a breaking news situation. And I can tell you from decades, multiple decades worth of experience in television and breaking news situation is that what you're hearing now is very fluid. We have no idea because Rudy Gobert, it's, I'm recording this at right now. It's 1147 PM and Rudy Gobert tested positive a couple of hours ago. No one knows And maybe they started to put together contingency plans, but no one knows what the hell to do just yet. They don't know how sick he is. They don't, they need to piece together everything. They need to get the CDC involved. People are, are, are trying to characterize this as people are confident, not confident, this and that. No one knows. No one knows. So we are in uncharted territory. So I'm, I'm trying to guess, I'm trying to take educated guesses here there's, but there's any number of possibilities. You know what I mean? There, there are possible, this could be it. We might not see NBA basketball again until September. That's certainly a possibility. Uh, we might see it again in a week, depending on how the CDC decides to act. You test, you, literally, you could just go ahead and test everybody in the NBA. Um, of course, there are a shortage of testing kits. And if NBC Sports Boston, which I've had on, Danielle Trotter reported that there are only about 2,000 testing kits in Massachusetts, they're using those sparingly. So the, the people who are displaying symptoms and who are at risk and are possible, they, um, they're going to get tested. I feel okay. So I'm probably not going to get tested unless I start to show symptoms. But you theoretically, if there's if there's tests available, you can go through and just test everybody in the NBA. You can test all the players. You can test the coaches. You can test all of the training staff, all the people that are really, really close to the players and say, all right, this guy has it. If Rudy Gobert is the only one, once he's better, 
he's quarantined. If he's better, everybody's good. Everybody's clean. Let's do it. And then you you do it without fans, and you still take all of the precautions and all of that. But you you could theoretically do that. You test everybody. You come back. You play without fans, um, and you try to minimize that loss. It's possible. The NBA has a lot of money, uh, and it would cost them less to go through this testing process and pay for all the testing if they can to to do that, and then uh, that then it would to miss all of these games. Um, so there's that possibility. They could, uh, and I'm having this conversation with people in in Indiana, uh, you you could just cancel the rest of the regular season. And if you do that, then you're looking at one, two, three, four, five full weeks. Five full weeks of the NBA season. So a little more than a month. You can, out of the most abundance of caution create a scenario where you say all right well we're we're hosing everything down we're disinfecting everything we're taking a month to go through all of our buildings to uh, make sure that nothing nothing is is missed everybody is healthy everybody's had a chance to Quarantine, self-quarantine, like the Celtics had just saw that Celtics are self-quarantined in Milwaukee. You do all that stuff. You say, everybody's going to get better. We take our time and we go through the, the team. That was the end of the season. March 11th was the end of the season. And we employ the tiebreakers as best we can, understanding that this is a unique circumstance. And this is... This is who you are. This is what the team is. This is what the league is. And we're going to start the playoffs based on the the standings as of March 11th. And so that, that's possible. Celtics are the three seed. They would face, <laughs> and this is just a kicker, right? The Celtics are the three seed. And... Their win over Indy made Indy 39 and 26, um, tied with Philly at 39 and 26. And wouldn't you know, the Pacers hold the tiebreaker over Philly. So the Pacers are the fifth seed that would set up Celtics Sixers in the first round of the playoffs. That's possible. Um, I think the NBA would like to come back as soon as possible and maybe play a couple of these games. Um, Another possibility is you push this out and you say, well, the finals were supposed to start on June, forget what it was, 4th, somewhere, you know, obviously in June. Well, we can push back the draft, we can cancel Summer League, we can push back free agency, 
and say the NBA Finals begin in July. And you say you take a month off, then you pick right back up where you left off, and teams just play an extra month. Now, the downside to that is there's a month of the offseason that's not that you lose. And that, that has to be collectively bargained between the NBA and the Players Association. I'm sure that there are players that would not want to, to have that happen. And further complicating this is the possibility of the Summer Olympics, which I, if they are held, which it's possible they won't be held, like everything's being canceled right now. So it's possible the Summer Olympics won't be held. But if they are, then there are NBA players who in this push the, the calendar back scenario would play until what? July? The Team USA camp is the first week of July. And so if you, you can't you can't just go from the NBA finals to Olympic training camp and then shorten the offseason. So you're gonna ask these guys to go like you ask LeBron and Giannis you know, to go play international competition, you know, Anthony Davis, you can ask all of these guys to go and play in the finals and then say, all right, turn around, go to Team USA, because I'm sure they're all planning on going to Team USA at that point. After skipping last summer, they made their choice, right? They made their choice to go to the Olympic team rather than the World Cup. So you say, we're going to push the season back. You're going to play into July. Then you're going to go into the Olympics and yeah, you had this month off, but you're not, it's not really a month off because you're preparing. If you say, we're going to suspend the season for a month and we're going to pick up where we left off, you know, you, you got to spend a month training. Everybody's going to spend that month at the practice facility, working out, having practices, you know, like preparing. Maybe the, maybe teams will say, okay, well, you got a month off, take a week vacation Take two weeks, whatever, go enjoy yourself, relax, get off your feet. Let's just get this out of our minds. But it's not like a regular off season. So that's not a palatable scenario either. It's There's no real good scenario here unless you push back the start of next season. And instead of starting in uh, October, you start in November and you, I mean, that now impacts the season after that. And not every team owns its arena. So there's complications there. There's, uh, you know, the Celtics, Delaware North owns the garden and that's Jeremy Jacob and the Bruins. So the Celtics, you know, the garden's booked you got concerts, you got shows, you've got, I don't know, monster truck rallies, circus, whatever the hell goes in on, goes on in there. It's, it's booked. It has to make money. It's a building that needs to make money. Can't just sit empty. Can't wait around. So you, the Celtics have to like work around other schedules. Very complicated. 
Let's take a break and come back and talk about maybe some of the long-term ramifications here. Follow us on our social channels at LO Celtics on Twitter and at Lockdown Celtics on Instagram. What's not being discussed yet because it's too early to discuss it, but it's part of the discussion is how do these missed games, if there are missed games, impact the future of the league? And if there's no revenue coming in, the, the NBA salary cap is a revenue split. So when you look at the salary cap numbers, it's the, the number for next year hasn't been determined. It's been estimated, but it hasn't been determined. So the original estimate was like $116 million. Then it was revised downward a little bit because of the whole Daryl Morey, China political mess. And so the, the, the NBA lost money um, by, by, with all of that. And now, if they can't broadcast games, which means teams can't bring in money from their broadcasts, because advertisers aren't going to pay for, for games that aren't broadcast. And ESPN and TNT, ABC can't broadcast games. That's money lost. The salary cap next year, if, if, the, if they go with the cancel the rest of the regular season scenario, and now the Celtics have played 64 games, so there are 18 games left. If the Celtics can't play in those 18 games, that's 18 games worth of revenue that they don't have, that the league doesn't have, that the players can't get a split of. It's essentially a 50-50 split. It's a little more complicated than that, but all you need to know it's a 50-50 split, really. Um, So where does that leave teams next year? Are non-tax teams suddenly going to be tax teams? Is a team that tried to avoid a repeater tax suddenly going to have to pay it in a year or two is, is a team that had cap space suddenly not going to have cap space. What happens to free agents? What happens to teams that thought they were, they were set up to sign a guy and all of a sudden you don't have the room for a complimentary player or to pay one of your top guys. With the Celtics, I mean, you, what happens with Gordon Hayward? And, and and that's not like the most important thing right now. But as you think through like everything that this means, that's a that's something that the NBA and teams in the NBA have to consider. That you have 
a future to consider. Like at some point, coronavirus is going to go away. At some point, the NBA is going to play basketball again. What do you do? What, what do you do with your teams? What, what, what's the what's what's the impact? What does the league do? Do you suspend the luxury tax? Do you do you keep the money where it is? Do you keep? Well, how do you do this? And what about players that have max contracts that are based on twenty percent of the cap or twenty five percent of the cap or thirty percent of the cap, whatever it is, and the cap all of a sudden goes down by six million, seven million, eight million, ten million, whatever the number is going to be. You cost Kemba Walker money or whomever's out there on that max deal. You cost that guy money. I don't know. I don't know how how does the players association handle this? How does the league handle this? There's all of a sudden you have to like sit down at the bargaining table again and go through the possibilities and say who's willing to lose what. And it's a lot of money involved. People aren't willing to lose money. So there's going to be a, a real interesting kind of once this shakes out, once they figure out how in the short term to handle this, there's going to be a, how do you handle this in the long term? Do they go just hard line and say, Hey, I'm sorry, but it is what it is. And this is the money that came in and this is how we're splitting it. And you just got to deal with it. So I'm sorry that you thought you had 20 million in cap space. Now you've got nine. Sorry. Like that's, that's a blow. That's a big blow. And that changes the entire future of some teams. Boston could be fine. I, I don't know. They 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 aren't operating with a ton of cap space, and you know they they I think seem to be okay and can weather the storm. But like, I I haven't looked at that aspect close enough. I just know that there's a financial aspect that has to be in play. Now, I know some of you are probably listening and saying, hey, what about the people who work at the arenas and all that stuff? That's, that stuff is obvious. That stuff is obvious. Like, I think Wick Grosbeck and the Boston Celtics ownership group should pool their money. They've got enough where if, you know, if the, the, uh, the Celtics have nine home games left, that they can get together and say nine games worth of paychecks for the ushers and the people who serve your beer and you know the people at the you know all of those people who rely on games for income like those people need to get paid like they just it's not their fault you know this is they need they need to get paid there something needs to happen there and this is a case where I think rich people can get together and say, you know what? We're going to do the right thing. We're going to pay these people because we're fine. We're, you know, it doesn't matter to us, but they are not fine. You know, the people who are working these jobs, security and all of that stuff, they're not fine. It's not like this is a, you know, it's not like they're driving around in, in Tesla's and stuff like that. Like, these people are working for probably a lot of them minimum wage. So, yeah, 
uh, the obvious. It's obvious that those people need to be taken care of. I'm just talking about from a basketball perspective. So there's a long-term impact on this. And like futures of players, the futures of teams, the course of history in the NBA is going to be reshaped depending on how they react to this stuff. So it's ever-changing. And so we'll try to keep up with it. How does this podcast get impacted? If you're listening and you care, um, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Honestly, um, I, maybe not doing a Friday podcast. It's possible that I'm just going to not have a podcast tomorrow. We'll take a long weekend to regroup and come back and we'll, we'll fill the void. We will fill the void. This show will exist in some form to fill the void and give you content. And it might depend on how the NBA handles things. So, and how the Celtics handle things and, and what we're allowed to do and, and all of that. So stay tuned. Follow me on Twitter, Reds Army underscore John. Follow the show, LO Celtics. And, and stay tuned for updates. In the meantime, subscribe if you're a new listener. Share the podcast if you are a regular listener. Tell everybody, listen to the Locked On Celtics podcast here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Rejecting the screen has been retweeted by Kobe, Dame Lillard, and Vince Carter. So it's fair to say you should give it a shot. I'm Noah Kozlov. And I'm Adam Stanko. Rejecting the screen hits your feet every Tuesday and Thursday. On Tuesday... We talk hoops and a little bit of life. On Thursday, we go ISO with a guest. Stories from anyone and everyone who has touched the NBA with tales we promise you've never heard before. Find Rejecting the Screen right now wherever you get podcasts and hit that subscribe button.